Welcome to Take Me Through Your Day. On this episode, we have an ex-bill collector. Um, I've known her for a really long time, and, um, well, I'm not even going to say that much about it. It was just a really fun episode, and I think you're really going to like it. I'll let it speak for itself. Um, that being said, uh, if you'd like to be on the show or you know someone who would like to be on the show, uh, you can get at us at TakeMeTYD on all social media and at TakeMeTYD at gmail.com. Enjoy the show. I don't really want to talk about your job right now so much as I'll get into that later just because of the contrast. I want to talk about you being a bill collector. Oh. Yeah. And I didn't, that's why I didn't preface any of this, so we kind of spring it. Okay. Um, you were a bill collector for how long? Uh, about eight years. Eight years. Okay. So I think you can speak to this pretty... Yeah. yeah. Okay. So how did you get into that in the first place? Uh, the guy that I was dating at the, the guy that I was dating at the time did it. So mm, okay. I got a job with him, like through him. Okay, fair enough. Um, let's just go through. Um, how old were you when you started? Oh God. Um, younger than twenty-one, so I was like nineteen or twenty. Okay, and you didn't have to have any kind of like background or anything. It's just kind of an entry level position. No schooling at all. I didn't even have a GED. <laughs> okay, perfect. <laughs> perfect. What What are the hours like? Just just put that together first they had uh daylight and night turn shifts and you could also do an overnight shift because we're on the east coast and we would call west coast customers and because of the three hour difference you could kind of like work overnight to call the people Uh on the west coast so shifts would start at like eight in the morning normally and and around three or four and then the nighttime shift would start four or five and go until about 11. And that was the shift you did the, the, the morning one. I did it. I actually did a weird in between shift. I started at 11 and I got done at like seven or eight. Okay. So some of my hours were night, like night shift hours and you got paid more for those. You got shift differential. What is shift differential? Uh, any hours that you worked past five o'clock, you got, you got paid more for how much more like a time and a half thing or just like a little bit it was just a little bit it wasn't time and a half but i mean it was enough that a lot of people wanted to work at night oh okay and because calling people at eight o'clock in the morning about their bill wasn't really cool nobody wanted to really (laughs) do that oh don't worry we'll get into all of that (laughs) um so in your average day let's say let's just let's just go through um the the general beats of the day what time time would you wake up back in that time yeah let's just go let's just stick i know it was a whole eight year thing but let's just go with when you were the most comfortable Uh, i had to catch a bus at about seven o'clock to be there at eight um but i didn't start at 11 o'clock so i needed an hour to get there so i'd have to catch a bus at about 10 to be on time at 11 okay and get up at like quarter to 10 and 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 run out the door so is something you use an alarm for something like that yes Okay. Now, what's your, just give me a generalization of your morning. Your alarm goes off, and then what? Uh, my alarm goes off. I jump up, put the skirt on that I took off the night before <laughs> off of my floor. All right. Uh, brush my teeth, uh, and run out the door. 
There's no, like, breakfast routine, no coffee, no... No, I would do that once I got to work. Like, I'd run and usually just barely make it to catch my bus and sit there on the bus and zone <laughs> out and, like, try and wake up until I got to work. All right, now, uh, when you get there, is this, like, a break room type scenario where you stop in somewhere to get coffee or food or... Um, there it was a shared building so downstairs there was a Sabaro's pizza and like across the street was Macy's and there was like a convenience store and we had a coffee machine in the building but it was gross it was like sawdust mixed with water it was really <laughs> nasty great so I, I would usually drink that because it was really cheap but, <laughs> but if, if it was payday I'd go to Starbucks because right. downtown so oh okay um, when you get into the building, what is what's kind of the first action there? Do you do, do you have to like punch in, or do you have to go to a desk and? Yeah, it was a, a secured building because we called people like in the area. So as soon as a customer found out like where we were, sometimes they would show up to uh, like confront huh. someone that called them. So you had a swipe card. You were never to allow anyone in that didn't have a swipe card. So I'd swipe in as soon as you come in. There's a like card reader that would like clock you in. <laughs> Just yeah. so I don't forget about that. Is that something that happened? Like, do you have any stories about oh, someone yeah. showing up oh, for yeah. you personally, or no, just people? for me, you... okay. but for like other people? Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Give me some. Tell me, tell me a little bit of something. Um, it, the best story that I have actually was a reversal. One of like my people called a customer that worked in. Uh, market district what is the the big uh, uh, it doesn't matter <laughs> yeah <laughs> but he, he worked like in walking distance yeah and my co-worker called him at his job and like he flipped out on my co-worker for calling him at work <laughs> so like when he went on his lunch break like he clocked out on his lunch break and like went down to the guy's job and like beat him up like they oh, got into actually... like a fight like <laughs> he got fired <laughs> wow he like came back from his lunch break and like they packed this shit up and he was fired oh my god well i mean what happened to to get is there any like build up to that or is it just general like you're a bill collector i'm gonna fuck you up yeah like <laughs> and so i guess like he just got he just like snapped and got fed up with people saying that so my coworker just like went down and beat him up <laughs> Hey. <laughs> but that was like the best one like he, he actually like waited for his lunch break and clocked out because we had them like scheduled so he waited for his scheduled lunch break to go beat this customer up yeah there's nothing like a good scheduled beating yeah um, so i mean is that a common thing to call people at their place of employment to, to get money Yes, if you give us the phone number, we will call you there. You don't realize that that's why you're putting that phone number on your credit card application, but that's uh -huh. why, so we can call you there. <laughs> oh, yeah, I didn't know that. I yeah. had no idea. What are, just because we're on the topic, what are some of those kind of tactics, um, slimy or otherwise, that, that, that are ways that you probably wouldn't think of to try to collect money? Uh, when... For a good few years, I worked back-end collections, and that's accounts that have charged off. So they haven't paid in 210-plus days. Okay. So the so some of the accounts I got, they hadn't paid in five years. They didn't even remember that they had this card. So we would do a thing that we called skip tracing, and we had access to, I don't want to say like government listings of people, but 
we had like what would be on your credit report, like everywhere that you've ever lived and the phone number to that address, everywhere you've ever worked and the phone number there. That's creepy. And we could look up like people that have the same last name as you in your neighborhood. Maybe it's your aunt or your cousin and we could call them and like, hey, this is I'm, I'm looking for Pete and does he live here? Oh, no, this is Anne. Oh, geez, I'm so sorry. Do you have his number? And oh, so you're playing the whole role. Oh, yeah. Like, oh. oh, yeah. Sketchy. And, yeah, and when <laughs> I did back-end collections, it wasn't on a dialer system, so there wasn't that, like, weird pause, and then they're like, beep, and you're connected. Oh, no, yeah. It was just me just cold dialing yeah. people, so they had no idea that I didn't know Pete. Like, That's shady. I mean, that does kind of make it exciting a little bit. Yeah, it was kind fun. Of... It was like a detective. <laughs> yeah. That's awesome. <laughs> and I was really good at it. Like, they would sometimes put me on skip tracing all day. That's mm. all I would do is just skip trace accounts. Um, <laughs> you, have any, you have any stories? Like, I'm kind of fascinated with this now. I didn't know that. What like? Do you have any good stories about that? Um, I mean, there were there were like legalities to it. Like you couldn't call and like lie. Like if they said like who is this or like where are you calling from, like you had to tell them. Uh, so you had okay. to have like the proper tone of voice to it, and mm. you had to be good at it to like get anywhere with it. So. And, um, and not really like good stories, but just like you just uh, tactics and like doing it for so long. Like some people were good at it. Some people were shit at it. And then just, I, I happen to be good at it somehow. <laughs> and, and we, you're always forewarned before you start skip tracing. Do not ever, because they keep history of what you skip trace yeah. you are very heavily monitored mm. do not ever skip trace a celebrity the president any former <laughs> presidents like you you're not allowed to use it for personal use like a guy that i worked with skip traced the president and the secret service was there within an hour wow why why because, <laughs> because it red flagged him because you could see no no like, i get why but i mean why did he do that why did he he's stupid i don't know he's <laughs> like because i guess because he didn't believe that like it was actually monitored to that level. Oh, like, so he got the it, warning and he's like, fuck it, I'm going to try it. Yeah, I, I want to see what happens. I'm like, he, mm -hmm. he, he got oh, deep shit. Like, he, he definitely got fired after that. I don't know what happened to him. <laughs> wow. Um, and you said, like, you're, you're being monitored um, on all this stuff. Is that, like, doing the skip tracing kind of thing, do you have to present some kind of warning that the phone is being recorded? No. It. I mean, Grant, I know you've been out of it for a, a while, but uh, isn't that part of the, the, you have to warn people for being recorded? No. When someone answers the phone, you do not have to say this call is being recorded because uh -huh. sometimes it's not. It's just someone live just listening in on your oh, line, okay. making sure you don't say anything too messed up. Okay, so that, that's not necessarily... Well, yeah, I mean, this is all lives in a very sketchy kind yeah. of world. Yeah, it was, I, it was really weird, and as time went on while I was there rules got a little stricter because when I first got there it was all out like wild west you could say whatever you wanted to people to get them mm -hmm. to give you the phone number like I heard co-workers like little kids would answer and they would tell them the boogeyman was going to get them if you didn't like <laughs> if they didn't put their mom on the phone wow because people would train their kids to hang up on us oh but yeah you don't hang up on the boogeyman yeah because <laughs> he knows where you live yeah he means business yeah everybody knows that
Yeah, you'd have to make sure to tell the kid their address before you said the boogeyman was going to come get them. Because, like, I don't, know, I don't know where you live, kid. Like, Oh, that's going to be so fun to personify the boogeyman. Yeah. <laughs> and then, like, the get kid some... gets all upset. So their mom or dad gets on the phone because they want to know who's making their kid cry. And they gotcha. <laughs> like, pay your bill. Oh, man. I love it. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> right, I'm, I'm going to have a million more questions like that. But let's get back into the day. You get to your desk. Now what? Um, if it was a normal day and I wasn't skip tracing, I had my own queue of accounts. Nobody called them but me. And it was just a, a sheet of paper that I kept locked in my desk because it had their account number and everything on it. Mm-hmm. And like they, they were my people. So it was a list of like 300 people. And nobody called them to collect but me. And it was cold calling. So I wasn't on a dialer system. So, like, they'd answer the phone and, oh, hey, Susan, it's like, remember last week you said you'd have the money on Wednesday? Like, guess what today is, Susie? It's it's Wednesday. Okay, so you're building kind of a rapport with these people. Oh, yeah. Like, some of them, like, if they were open to it, like, I could get that way with them. That Like, they would answer the phone and hear my voice and, oh, hey, like, how's it going? Blah, blah, blah. How's the weather in Pittsburgh? And, like... I imagine make, that like, there's bullshit for a minute. Like, yeah, that's probably a much better way to get money out of someone. You having a relationship with them, sometimes. as opposed to just some random person yeah. being like, "Hey, pay up." Yeah, yeah. I, sometimes it was good, and sometimes it was bad because they could kind of take advantage of your niceness and the rapport mm. that you had. Yeah, but I mean, yeah. So I would just start like calling my list, and I knew when like this person was home and I knew when this person was at work and like the, things like that you you kept like notes on your uh-huh. people so you knew when to call them to catch them and if you had a bad account you could ask someone that was a more senior collector to call them for you because they were a little oh. more seasoned they knew okay. a little better how to get through mm-hmm and when I first started, I had a guy make me cry. The only time I ever had a customer make me cry, like he answered the phone and he just like tore into me, like called me, ev- like taught me swear words. Like it was bad. And we had an Irish exchange program mm-hmm. where we bring people over from Ireland to work on a work visa. And the guy that sat like catty corner cubicle from me, like heard me get upset and he knew I was new and I was young and so he like looked over my cubicle and he was like do you want me to call him and I said yeah I I can't call him again like would you please call him (laughs) and he called the guy and the guy immediately hung up as soon as he said hello so he called him right back which is illegal I was gonna say okay yeah called him right back the guy answered hung up called him right back wow and the guy answered and like what the fuck do you want I'm eating dinner and he quick as could be said, well, if it's anything more than ramen, you're living beyond your means. Uh-huh. I'm like, oh, shit. Like, All right. And, like, he, he tore this guy a new one, and he paid his bill. Like, he, he made it. He payment. actually paid. Yeah. Oh, wow. yeah. Yeah, he tore this guy up. Like, That's like, awesome. <laughs> That's got to feel good, too. Yeah. To pull out a so, victory like that. But then, like, that became his account. Like, I... Like yeah, pushed okay, it yeah. so over got... to him because I couldn't handle the guy. So he mm-hmm. in turn like got credit for the payment and like that was then his problem to call this guy. So it, it was weird. Like you could trade off. Like I'm just not getting anywhere with this guy. Will you try? Okay, and that's they got that's... somewhere with him. They could keep him. 
Okay. And that's not something you have to, like, run through a supervisor. You can literally no. just trade back yeah, and forth. Yeah, you can swap. That's pretty cool, yeah. I guess. Yeah. That's something. And um, do you get anything for getting someone to pay up or close an account or, or cross someone off the list? Yeah, there were uh, monthly incentives that went from, like, $100 up to 1000 depending on how much you collected and how well you did against your peers. Like, they would send out, like every few days i forget how often it was but they would send out stats of like everybody on the floor so you could uh, see like where you were that's kind of cool yeah it was fun it made it like competitive so you were like against other people so yeah i like that yeah it almost took the humanity out of collecting because <laughs> it was just like the dollars like yeah. oh look where i am i'm like two steps <laughs> above jim like and like oh is he gonna catch up to me and like <laughs> And that's how it's all calculated, by the dollar, not by the amount of accounts? Right. Take. Okay. Well, I mean, I get it. makes sense. Why, why wouldn't Yeah, you? the dollar amount you bring in is all they cared about. Mm -hmm. Like, the, the one supervisor used to say it all the time, we're a business, not a charity. Like, he, yeah. he would tell us, like, you got somebody that's not paying, tell them to start having a yard sale. Tell them to clear out their <laughs> attic. Tell them, like, what do you got to do? And I'm like, I am not going to tell this woman crying on the phone to me right now that like can't feed her kids to go have a yard sale and pay her credit card. Like, Cheer up. Come on. Yard yeah. Sale. Let's go. Um, wow. Uh, so you said you have like 300 people you go through and you get like a new sheet every day, every week, every month. Uh, basically once you like exhausted your list, they would start like giving you new people well so, I was, i'm trying to get to the how often like can you literally have your 300 people and slowly just start checking off and checking off and checking off yeah or does that that 300 just get replenished as soon as as soon as you cross someone off someone else gets on the page right if you like if you're not getting anywhere with somebody like if i skip trace an account and i don't get any good phone numbers and i've sent out a letter every other day and they haven't gotten in contact with us then that account just like gets dropped and they fill in with another one so like if the person is unreachable or nobody has answered the phone when i call for like two straight weeks right. and they don't call back in you just get rid of it it's wasted time like so swap it out i yeah. mean do, do they just throw those all in a pile and, like give them to someone else like down the line it's like their expertise to deal with these these type of people we keep them and then like when there's this like when there's a day where all i'm doing is skip tracing sometimes that account will come back up like i'll recognize ah, okay. it and like oh there's there's that account that i dropped so yeah. i'll skip trace it again and well, see if sense. i get anywhere but they wouldn't like pass it immediately on to another person they just kind of like throw it in the bin and leave it there it for just, a little while just throw in the mix and it'll yeah, come around when it see comes if around. we could get any information in a month or so fair enough so that's something um, now the company that you work for, do, do they buy the debt themselves? Are they taking on that debt and that's why they're having you collect or do they work for a company to collect on behalf of them? Both. Okay. We, we were a bank, so we had our own credit cards that were like from us uh, that we okay. collected on hmm. and we would also buy other companies debts okay. to collect on for them. So we we had a mix we we collected on a lot of catalog accounts like remember like spiegel and newport news catalogs like oh the ones that like 
old people. Yeah, old people and mm -hmm. teachers. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Ah. Well, they went out of business mm -hmm. and closed everybody's accounts and sold them to us to collect on now that everybody's account was closed. Nice. So we would have people that paid every single month to, like, pay their remaining balance off. And then we had a ton of people that were like, fuck you, you closed my account, like... I'm oh, so paying. you're saying, like, these people were in good standing, but all of a sudden, you acquired the debt, and now you're like, hey, paid in full, let's go. Yeah, I'm like, hey, this is credit card processing calling you about your Spiegel account, and they're like, well, who the hell are you? Like, I'm not giving you any money. It's like, no, we, we bought your Spiegel account, it's closed, like, it's ours now. Uh -huh. They're like, that sounds sketchy, I'm not giving you my It does sound sketchy, account. I don't yeah. think I'd And we, like, letters were sent out, but, like... Who opens like a random letter from credit card processing? Nobody. Yeah. So that was a whole big like took about six months to like ease all these new customers into like trusting us on who we were. That sounds like a big problem. And then I started thinking like, oh, they probably bought those accounts for like pennies on the dollar yeah. or something like that. Yeah. That yeah, makes sense. It, it sucked, but it was hey, they're making we, money. We worked through it, yeah. <laughs> Whatever. All right, so back into your day. You get sidetracked a lot here. Yeah. You're at your desk. You have your list. Um, take me through a little bit of, of your day. How are the next few hours getting spent? Um, I would have my list. Uh, I would. You were allowed to have a radio at your desk, and as long as the monitor that was like listening in on your calls couldn't hear it, it was cool. At whatever oh, okay. volume it was at, like nice. you had to like keep it at a certain volume, and like it couldn't be obscene or like disturb the people around mm -hmm. you so turn my radio on i'd have my coffee and i would just start calling my accounts i would just go through my list and see who i could call first and i would like get through like a chunk of okay i could call these people like 11 to 1 and then at like one o'clock i would go through my accounts that i needed to skip trace or that i haven't gotten in touch with yet do those for a couple hours okay what's just on average the the success rate in in your average day um and my average day yeah just personally, say yeah you're going 11 or 11 to 1 what's what's the likelihood you're gonna get money pretty low i wasn't good at it <laughs> <laughs> i i made incentive maybe twice in the eight years i was there uh -huh. so yeah i wasn't good at it well, you still managed to keep your job for eight years. Yeah. I, I was really good at the behind-the-scenes stuff. I was good at the skip tracing and, like, the organization of things. Like, all of my, like, notes were really, like, proper and mm. thorough. Like, all my accounts were really good in that sense. They just weren't paying. So. Oh, so you just call on a chat? Like, hey, how you yeah, doing? Yeah, pretty much. Like, that's what a lot of them turned into. And they would take them off of me. Oh. Because they weren't paying. Oh, we noticed you're having too good a time and they're not paying anything. We're yeah, they, take this away from you. You had a call that lasted an hour yesterday and we don't see that you collected any money off them. Like, I had a lot of those. <laughs> That's great. Do you have any, like, I don't know, good interactions that, that stick in your head? I don't know. It was... It was really, like, a lot of elderly people that were just, like, bored and lonely. Oh, they were just happy to get a phone call. Yeah. Okay. Yeah, they were just excited that I would call them. So, like... All uh, right. I mean, that's pretty much what it was. And it would, it would be, like, Gertrude on SSI, and she's, like, a widow, and just mm. bored. All right. 
and and really really hard to get off the phone like you know when like an old person traps you in conversation in person mm-hmm. how hard that is on the phone oh yeah you can't walk away on the phone yeah and that was one of our biggest rules you're never allowed to hang up on a customer no matter what they're saying to you no matter how nasty they're being or how nice they're being really? you're not allowed to hang up on somebody hmm that was my next thought as soon as I said you can't walk away. I was like, well, you can hang up the phone. No. <laughs> no, if you can't hang Not up the phone. Not allowed. Yeah. All right, that's so you something. had to find someone. If it was, like, Trudy and she's being, like, way too nice, you have to, like, find a way, like, all right, well, I got another call coming in, and I've been waiting on this person to call me back, so I got to go. Like, that was my big, like, get off the phone. Yeah, I was going to say, if you have, it like, specific go-tos like yeah. that, like, I got yeah, another call Yeah, my other line is ringing. Yeah, I mean that works. Like, oh, I, I, I have a meeting I got to go into. I'm like, I didn't. I never had a meeting. Mm-hmm. Like, I wasn't that important. Like, <laughs> but I, I would just make it up. Like, she doesn't know. All right. Well, as far as um, the the bill collecting itself, did you have like tactics? Did you have a script they wanted you to stick to? Do you have like beats that you needed to read out? Or you didn't really have like a script. So much like you had to hit like certain points. If you did get the person on the phone, they identified like, I am John Smith. And like, oh, well, John Smith, I'm calling about your Spiegel account. There were certain, there was certain information that you had to give them during the course of the phone call. You had to let them know what their balance was right now. You had to let them know what their amount due was, what their due date is, how many days delinquent they are. And you had to have them say their address and phone number to you, verify it. Huh. Like, all right, and before I let you go, John, can you just verify your mailing address and your phone number for me? Like, okay. I mean, that makes sense. I'd... Yeah, like they had to hear the customer say it just to verify that it was correct. And it was, it was so hard to get them to do that. I, like, I bet. Because they're already pissed off at you, and you're like, all right, well, recite your address and your phone number for me before we hang up. Like, it's, it was kind of stupid. Now, the the giving out the uh, due date and the amount to link, or the time to link when and, and all that stuff, is that something, did you just have conversationally with them, or is that like you got to do that robot voice where you're just rattling off all that stuff just to get it all out? Both. Like, sometimes I could, like, work it into the way that we were speaking in our conversation. Other times I would just have to, like, talk over them, almost, like, yell it at them. Uh, your balance is this, your amount due is this, you're this many days delinquent, <laughs> your next due date is this. All right. And then their rant would just be continuing. They didn't even hear me say it, but I said it out loud. The monitor heard me say it, and that, that's, that's that was good enough for me. Like. <laughs> So it was, like, really awkward. It was, like, yelling nonsense at somebody that's mad at you. Like, it was really weird. Alright. Do you have uh, breaks or anything like that? Yeah, you had scheduled breaks. Um, You had two 15-minute breaks at any point during the day, and you had a half-hour lunch that you had to clock out for. The 15 minutes, you didn't. Oh, okay, cool. So you could lump it all together and, like, disappear for an hour if you wanted to. Mm -hmm. But your 15-minute breaks... They kind of wanted those to include your bathroom time, but it didn't have to. Can you break the 15 minutes up? No, the 15 minutes was a lump. Oh, so you couldn't do five and five and five? No. But you could be gone from your desk for like two minutes. So if you really had to pee and you didn't want to use your 15 minutes, you could like 
run to the bathroom and run back and so how was that monitored how do they keep track um for that that was um through our dialer system which i wasn't on for the majority of the time that i was there because i did back-end calls mm -hmm. but if you weren't on back-end calls you were on a dialer system that was constantly on so you had to like sign out of it for your oh, 15 okay. minutes or your half hour so they really knew how long you were gone okay but I wasn't on the dialer system, so I got up whenever I felt like it. Huh, sweet. Yeah. Okay, so lunch, half hour. Um, assuming, did you, since you said 11 to 1, you take it lunch around 1? Uh, yeah, usually like around 1 or 2. Okay, now uh, do you have a cafeteria type situation? You going out? You packing a lunch? Uh, we had a cafeteria, and our building moved from Smithfield Street to Station Square. Mm hmm so i didn't usually eat i would just chain smoke three cigarettes <laughs> and right. like look at stuff on my phone because like it was so stressful like you didn't really want to eat like i, I mean, could see it that would get you like so worked up that you it was hard to like settle down and like eat a meal mm. so i would just get a cup of coffee and just like sit outside and people watch because it was downtown so yeah Fair enough. And just smoke as many cigarettes as I could before my half hour was up. <laughs> Alright, so back into work. What um I know you mentioned it before, but when when is the end of the day? When are you done? Um because it wasn't like restaurant work, you didn't have any like side work that you had to do. So at eleven you swipe and clock out and you're done. You said eleven? At the end of my day? Yeah. Yeah, like ten or eleven. Oh, that's right. The end of my shift, like, because I started at, or no, I started at eleven or twelve. So yeah, my shift was over around like ten or eleven. I remember. Oh. It was over like at, it was over at drinking time. Like it was over <laughs> like around ten or eleven that it was like an acceptable time to go straight to the bar. So yeah. Okay, that works. Um, is there anything else to? I'm, I'm trying to go through more of your day. It just sounds, I I could never do this job. But what? else is going on we used to play games okay. to keep our sanity like mm -hmm. it, we would like sit around and like think of like funny things to do over our phone calls you were allowed to put on a fake accent as long as you didn't break it i like that so if you called somebody with a fake accent you had to keep it up the entire phone call you weren't allowed to let them know you were like goofing on them uh-huh. So as long as the customer didn't know you were goofing on them, you were allowed to do that. You were allowed to, like, put on a voice or, like, a I fake love accent. It. Like, I love that it. was really fun. But, like, your co you would, like, warn your coworkers that you were about to do it because they would all, like, meerkat up and look if you, like, <laughs> did, like, a weird voice and didn't warn them beforehand. So, like, you couldn't laugh. So, like, oh. all through this phone call, like, if they caught you and, like... You broke, like, character. It was like an SNL when they, like, <laughs> yeah. lose it. Mm -hmm. So you'd have to, like, mute your call. And, like, you'd be crying <laughs> laughing while this person is, like, yelling at you or asking you questions. Like, all your coworkers around you are, like, pissing their <laughs> pants. Like, and you'd have to, like, get back on and, like, get this character back up to, like, <laughs> keep it going. Because you'd get in a lot of trouble if you broke character. Oh, that's so great. The pressure's on. You can't yeah, I love yeah. It. So it made it like really that. fun. Um, 
we would see how many Skittles you could fit in your mouth before the customer knew you had a mouthful of candy. <laughs> okay. <laughs> What's the record? Who who won? Oh God, I don't even know. Like there, like it was almost like a squirrel. Like I remember my one coworker could like fill his cheeks and like keep talking. That's great. <laughs> but eventually, you'd have to like mute and like throw up all these Skittles into your garbage can to be able to like talk. And, like, you you knew, like, which co-worker had, like, the fifth of Jack locked in their, like, bottom drawer. So, mm-hmm. like, swing past, like, hold your coffee cup out, like, bloop, bloop, bloop. And, like, nice. that made your day a little better. Like, mm-hmm. That'll do it. Yeah. There's, like, all <laughs> kinds of, like, goofy shit that we would do and, like, somehow get away with it. Like, my one co-worker used to tell, like, if the customer was a woman... You would get, like, the spouse that always wanted information. Like, husbands always wanted to know, like, what was going on. And, like, you can't tell them. Like, it's against the law. Like, if it's his wife's account, you can't tell the husband all about it. Even if they're married? his account. They had nothing to... Nope. Okay. And it used to drive them nuts. Mm-hmm. So he would call and he'd be hey, is Susan there? And, like, the husband is like, who is this? Oh, just tell her it's Super Dave. You go, what? So it's Super Dave calling. Like, like what? Like <laughs> that's great. So and and he could do that. Uh-huh. Like and oh man, they get pissed off. Like <laughs> and like he would like ask the husband like, well, well where'd you go? Did you go grocery shopping or work? And like and the husband's like not knowing where he was going with this. So she went grocery shopping. And, are you sure? Was she wearing heels when she left the house? Like, holy <laughs> shit, dude! Like, that's so evil. Did she bring that's the great. kids with her? Like, he was like, ask. Oh, he, them, like, mm. Yeah, like, just to, like get a rise out of him, just to, like mess with them because he's bored. That's like, what I mean. If, if I was stuck in a job like that, I, I would absolutely do stuff. Like that oh yeah, for sure. I told you about it the once. When was it? I got. A job interview at one of these places and I got hired <laughs> I went through the orientation it was about an hour or something I sat down at one of those desks I said I gotta go to the bathroom I'll be right back and I immediately <laughs> called you like couldn't do it couldn't do it I, I didn't last a minute at that job totally it was a different place and it was years later but that I yeah. totally forgot about that until right now like oh yeah that sucked it's bad for everybody. It no, like, it's, no, no, no. It's not, I, I punched out real quick. Like I, I did. Like I feel like I did a lot of damage to people's lives that I never had to like experience. Like I know for a fact I caused a, at least one divorce. Really, tell me the story. A, a wife or a husband could get information on an account if they were an authorized user. Okay. So you could have a secondary user on your account, mm-hmm. and that person could call in for information. Of course. And I had a wife call in that was at the grocery store, and she was an authorized user on the credit card, and she called in and she said, "I'm in, and she was real mad. She was like, I'm in, I'm in line at the grocery store. This credit card has hundreds of dollars available on it, and I know for a fact it does. Like, I just, I checked the balance recently, and it's, it's declining me, and this is so embarrassing, and this is unacceptable. Mm-hmm. Like, I'm in a grocery store with a cart full of groceries. Like, what's going on here? And I'm like, well, ma'am, the, the account's overdrawn $60. And she said, what do you mean? What was purchased? And it was like a jewelry store, a hotel, like oh, Victoria's no. Secret, 
flowers and like I have to tell her all this and she has no idea like and I have well, to I think she has she an asked. idea <laughs> no she had, she was pissed at me because she thought we did something like she thought there was something wrong oh with the car. so she didn't have an she idea. had no idea the mm. account was overdrawn and what was purchased and it was her husband and he like maxed out and overdrew the account on some other woman like none of this was for her and she just started like bawling and hung up on me like jesus christ do i call her back like do i make sure she's okay like i don't know what to do now yeah you just stirred up some shit yeah it was was real awkward So, yeah, authorized users suck. Like, I never liked doing that because mm. then you had to, like, tell on whoever spent the money. Like, <laughs> hey, fuck him. It's his fault. <laughs> yeah. Oh, I didn't feel bad for him at all. No, no. Like, <laughs> but it, it, it made the job awkward. Right? Oh, I bet. I bet. And eight years of that. I mean, I imagine there's, I mean, I know it's, I just kind of sprung this whole thing on you, but, like, I hate to be that guy. It's like, well, so you got. Let me get some more. What else you got? Oh, jeez. Aside from, like, the actual job, our Christmas parties were always really, really fun. Ooh, go into Because that. for the first five years I was there, it was an open bar, and we had Ooh. Irish exchange workers. Mm-hmm. So it would always be at, like, a really fancy hotel downtown, completely completely open bar top shelf bottom shelf whatever whatever wow. you oh, wanted as right. much as you wanted and irish exchange workers like mm-hmm. it was it was a mess the one year my friend james who's one of the irish guys and we called him jims because of his accent the way he said his name mm-hmm. he hit on the head of the company's wife like the owner of the company like he could buy and sell you like Mm -hmm. he hit on his wife went in the bathroom puked all over the bathroom was asked to leave the party and woke up the next day in a snowbank in the parking lot of the hotel missing a shoe (laughs) and like came back to work like he didn't get fired like he, he still worked there for for a while after that like hey, what happens at the christmas party has to stay at the christmas mm-hmm. party because it, it was just a mess like it was, <laughs> that's great and, and you couldn't understand any of them once they got drinking because their accents got real real strong mm-hmm. and i'm absolutely sure i was propositioned more than once and agreed to it not knowing because like <laughs> They'd be talking, 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 and all of a sudden their arms around you, and then they're talking, 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 and then you're walking somewhere. And, oh, wait, wait! I'm not leaving the party with you. What did you just ask me? Like, <laughs> so that that was always fun. Spectacular. Yeah. All right. So, um, I mean, unless you have anything else to add, we can move on to what you do now. Yeah, I mean, that, that was, that's. Huh? I, that's I think that's a pretty it. that's a pretty good window yeah. into what you did back in those days. Yeah. Now, in sharp contrast, <laughs> now what do you do? You don't have to give me the name of the place, but like, just, you know. I am a prep cook at a restaurant. Mm, yes. <laughs> very different. Yes. Very different. Yes, very, very different. Okay. Now, we'll just run through this real quick. Just, right. you know, for the sake of running through it. What time do you wake up now? 5 a.m. 5 a.m. You catch a bus. When? Six. Okay. So, when did... Wait, when is... When do you have to get there? Seven. And when does it open? Eleven. 
Okay, so you got all kinds of like alone time to start oh, prepping yeah. stuff. All right. Yeah, it's it's basically like to my own devices. If you are not a self starter, if you are not self motivated, you cannot do this job. Fine. Because there's no one there watching over you. I'm the only person at the restaurant for two hours, and after that, the person that comes in at nine is not a higher up. They're not there to like watch over me. They're doing their They're, own thing. Yeah, they got their own thing going on. Yeah. So, I don't know, give me some of the the rundown of what you're doing. Um, I usually get there at about 6.30 with the way my bus works. Because mm-hmm. I can't eat at 5 in the morning. And I have, like, medicines to take with food mm-hmm. in the morning. So, I usually try to get to work with enough time to, like, make myself a cup of tea and eat something. Mm-hmm. To get something in my stomach. And then I'll usually clock in at 6.30, like, when I get there. Because yeah. I'm early and there's always shit to do at least for me like other people will stand around board i'm never standing around board there's always something to do because i am the only prep cook i work three days a week and when i'm not there the list builds up so well yeah and it's a restaurant there's always something to do um so So what are your kind of uh, i get there at 6 30 i like open the restaurant i turn on all the lights there's a train all together it's fine i know what a train is um I, I turn on all the lights. I turn on, like, the steam table for the soup. I turn on the vent above the stove. I turn on the oven. Turn on the coffee maker. Um, I open the back door because we get uh, food delivery orders before the restaurant even opens. So they just, like, leave it at the back door. And it's just cases and cases of food and paper goods and frozen goods and bread and i have to bring all that in like carry it in and there's a list that i like check off that each item was there there are any substitutions like i approve that or call the company and have them come pick it up and wait for what we actually ordered and i put everything away like where it's supposed to go everything in there is organized chaos i know where everything is most of the other co-workers don't because they don't put it away i do yeah. so yeah that takes a good at least hour to bring everything in organize it check it in when the delivery guys come and you're there and the doors open do they at least bring it in at that oh point? yeah they, they still bring it in right. yeah. yeah like i'm it's like they're usually like really nice guys or just and so it's a, hey, how you doing? Leave that over there. And Cool. Yeah. Cool. What are some of the, I mean, I, it's an American restaurant, right? Yes. American fair. Um, what are some of the things you're prepping? Just give me the, um, just a quick rundown. In the morning, I'm, I'm juggling as many things as I possibly can to get it done. So I will start soups, which are in like four gallon pots, like very big pots. And I usually have four soups going at once and I'm roasting vegetables, par cooking chicken and cooking bacon in the oven. And I'm making salad bases for what we serve out of the cafe. And I'm slicing deli meat. Okay, so you're prepping everything, basically. Yeah, I'm juggling all of those things with timers and temps and thermometers, and I'm setting up the bar. 
which means everything that we use throughout the day to cook on the grill is in a refrigerated bar with like pans of each item like yeah pans of turkey pans of tomatoes pans of lettuce so i have to fill in the bar and everything has its own little place where it goes so i have to remember like where everything goes that's in the weird bar. that the the cooks aren't doing uh, that seems like something that you do for yourself you set up your station and you you know make sure everything's full it doesn't seem like it'd be your job well, I'm, I wear different hats throughout the day, so I could be the grill cook at some point during ah, the day. okay. <laughs> so I'm kind of like, well, if I have to go on the grill at some point today, I'm kind of sort of setting this up for me. So I yeah. always set it up as if it's for me. Okay. So whoever's cooking on the grill really likes the three days that I'm there, because even if I don't go over to the grill... Mm-hmm. I, everything's nice yeah i set it up real nice everything's stocked there's backup and it's it's set that's way to be better yeah. better for everybody yeah exactly and they replenish themselves throughout the day like if they run out of tomatoes yeah, they'll get yeah. their own tomatoes so yeah obviously um what's what's your shift like there um you said you get in at six thirty. yeah what time are you done three at three Okay, that's that seems reasonable. Yeah. Do you, you have like a sanctioned lunch break, or is it just eat when you can? No, um, I don't have. I it says on the schedule that I have a half hour lunch break. I have never taken it. <laughs> that sounds like a restaurant to me. Because I'd rather work through my break to get done what I need to get done. Like in yeah. the morning, I just walk around the restaurant and make a list of what I need to prep. Nobody does that for me. Nobody could do it for me. No. So I walk around and like what I need to do, I am accountable for figuring out. Are we low on roasted veggies? Does a turkey breast need sliced? Like how much bacon do we have? Like I have to keep track of all of that and be on top of it. If we run out of bacon in the middle of lunch rush, it's my ass. So yeah. like I don't take a break because I make sure to get my list done in the amount of time that I'm supposed to. Very rarely do I have to stay over, but that's also yeah. why I juggle so many things because if I'm not done with my list at three, I stay till four to get it done. Mm -hmm. like, yeah, that makes a lot of sense. Yeah. Now, given that you just mentioned all of these things that you have to do and keep all of that in your head, what is the, the happiness index from doing this versus collecting on, on debts. This job at the restaurant makes my OCD very, very happy. <laughs> okay. Like, I, I love the, like, organization of it and that it's my work. Mm. Like, I'm keeping track of everything. I'm keeping track of the temperatures of everything. I'm the one that made the soup. I'm the one that, like, like it's yeah. all on me. Like, a lot of people wouldn't like that kind of pressure but i really like it because it, it's my work i'm the one accountable so something turns out really good like that's my fault like and so it's, it's kind of nice like i had a co-worker today tell me that one of our other co-workers came in yesterday just to eat and he asked who made the white turkey chili in the morning and she oh blah 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 made it and he was like oh i don't want any because makes it the best like so i'm not need any today and i'm like oh thanks for telling me that like yeah. so like it feels there's a like sense of like accomplishment there and like pride in what you're doing like you made that like if it's no good it, it's on you so 
No, that's fantastic. And that's another reason why I wanted to do both of these things at once. Because, I don't know, I think people look at certain things on paper and think one's more adult than the other. Like, you were a bill collector. You worked in an office. You had to wear business attire, right? Yes. Something like that. You had to, you know, dress the part. And now you're working at a restaurant. And what it looks like versus what it is psychologically I mean, that's a big part of what I want to do with this podcast to show that, like, just because, I don't know, I, I don't really know where I was getting with that, but the point is that you're 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 happier doing something like this, and you know, it, it very much so. Different like, jobs for different people, and sometimes it 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 takes a lot to get to there. Yeah, like, how did you even transition from like what got you into a restaurant? Uh. I think really my age, like a lot of restaurants will hire younger people. Like it's much harder to get into like a businessy job when you're young. So I just kind of got into restaurants and I worked at restaurants before I worked at the credit card place. And then after the credit card bill collecting, I just kind of like eased back into working at restaurants because it's where I'm comfortable. Weren't you like a, a waitress? Before yeah. That? Okay. Well, I mean, that's, I mean, that's very different as well being a waitress yeah. versus working in the kitchen i i prefer what i do right now over any other job i've ever had like yeah. i can actually say like i enjoy going to work like no one wants to get up at five in the morning to do anything but i don't mind it because i like what i do like i, I enjoy my job well that's that's what i was getting at when i was meandering there is personality <laughs> types it's yeah. it's you found something that fit and that's I think what we're all looking for yeah. <laughs> it's just finding something that makes you happy even if it's waking up at five in the morning and making soup yeah like I'm the oldest person at my job except for the owners by like 10 years <laughs> like I work with everyone that I work with is like college students because this isn't their career this is their like make some money on the side yeah kind of job and like, a lot of them don't know how old I am, which is, like, whatever. Yeah, but, like, nice. it, it's kind of funny, like, because I I found my, like, little place there, and it's with, like, a bunch of college students. <laughs> like Now, because it's college students, I imagine there's a lot of turnover? Yes, a So lot. is that is that fun? Is that a perk for the job that you get to meet new people? Or does it suck because you constantly have to train new people? I have a really hard time with names and faces anyways, so the high turnover kind of works to my benefit because I don't even have to try to remember your name or your <laughs> face like because you're probably going to be gone in a week. And because I work in the back with prep, I don't come in contact with uh -huh. like if you work front of the house, I usually don't have more than like two interactions with you before you're gone. So Nice. It, it doesn't make a difference to me who's out there because <laughs> my work and my job is just that it's mine. Like, mm -hmm. so whatever you're doing out front doesn't have anything to do with me and doesn't affect me at all. Cool. Yeah. yeah. Everybody, so it all works out. Yeah. It all works out. Yeah. The only time they interact with me is if we're like low on turkey and they think that I don't know. They'll come back and say, hey, we only have two pans of turkey left. Like, all right, thanks for letting me know. Like, I'll get on that next. It was on my list, but I didn't realize it was so urgent. Like, you must have had a catering or a lot of people come in, and I didn't mm -hmm. realize. So that's really the only time I would have to interact with front of the house. And that's not much of an interaction, yeah. so who cares? All right, so 
I mean, I know we kept that one kind of short, but uh, I'd say that really gives you the, the yeah, general I mean, idea. That, Anybody can get into a restaurant if that's what they want to do. It's something to... Yeah, like I mean, that, granted, that's you, the gist of my job. And I started at front of the house. That was my next question is how did you climb up the rungs to have so much responsibility on yourself? Yeah, I started at front of the house as a cashier because that's what I did at my other job. I worked two jobs when I started mm -hmm. here and I was a cashier at the other one. So they put me cashier at this place. And then they like kind of like eased me into the back like they started having me do like a couple things here and there and then their prep cook was leaving and they just like randomly called me one day and they were like hey you up for the responsibility of doing this like and you have to be really serious like don't say yes and you can't handle it in a week do you want to do this uh-huh so i said yes because it was a pay raise and it was getting me away from the public which i was sick of dealing with mm -hmm. and I trained for like a week and then I was the prep cook. I came in one day and I was the only person there and I had to make soup. Like, All right. I mean, a good way to climb up the ladder, especially with something with high turnaround, is just continue to be there. Exactly. <laughs> like that's, the, that's their, the hardest thing that they have and the hardest thing that they have finding in an employee yeah. is reliability. Like you have to be on time. You have to show up. Like that, that's the biggest part of the battle like just show up yeah like we'll tell you what to do we'll, we'll give we'll give you things to do just be a body here for us to boss around exactly that's all we need exactly okay perfect well that that wraps that up let's go through just i just have some random questions here just the fun stuff just to wrap it up and uh feel free to skip something if you want to skip something pass yeah pass um i'm just gonna go through them real quick here uh, breakfast. What do you usually have for breakfast? Oats, like oatmeal, mm -hmm. um, or one of our baked goods that we make in-house at the restaurant, depending on whether I'm happy or depressed that morning. That <laughs> kind of decides how healthy or not I go. When you say baked goods, you mean like cookies or like a scone or something breakfasty? Uh, sweets like uh, <laughs> cookies lemon bars brownies like, excellent breakfast i love it yeah it's it's fat sugar butter why not flour like it's a great so way it's to in a pancake start the day <laughs> what's the best advice you ever got and it's the other thing oh, with these geez. questions you don't have to think about it too hard just kind of whatever pops in your head um i don't know like doesn't have to be work related either. It can just be life advice in general. Uh, there is no such thing as lazy girl, only girl who don't try. <laughs> I like that. Where did that one come from? Show you. Oh, she's the best. <laughs> she's Bas she's my white whale. I gotta get her on the yeah, show. Yeah, basically saying like, put some makeup on, you hungover, ugly girl. <laughs> like that was basically her way of saying like. Don't show up to work looking a mess. Uh huh. Put a little effort in. She's like, the best. I love and, her. And that's it works. If you're in a like industry where you get tips, put a little lipstick on. Like <laughs> it, it, it works. It's sad, but it works. Like, mm -hmm. um, what what movie do you think you've seen the most? It's such a beautiful day. Oh, the the cartoon. Yeah. Uh, what's your biggest fear? Oh. Mm. 
something happening to my child. Okay, <laughs> I'll, I'll I'll give you that one. Um, uh, candy, you can have any kind of candy in the world. What do you want? Ooh. Recently, midnight Milky Way. Okay, is that the the Milky Way that's dark chocolate? Yes. Okay. <laughs> Whatever floats your boat. <laughs> Do uh, you have a childhood hero? Hmm. My dad's mom. Okay. Grandma. Yeah. Good answer. Uh, what kind of soap do you use? Uh, Beekman's 1809 goat's milk soap. All right. Very specific. <laughs> I haven't heard that one before. I like it. Um... What's the last pic you took with your phone? Yeah, you don't have to show me. Just like give me what do you think it is. My son biting into a entire head of frozen cabbage. Brilliant, love it, <laughs> love it. Give uh, a, a big pet peeve. Something come to mind. Chewing. Oh, Any kind chewing. of chewing. Even with your mouth closed, if you have like a clicky jaw, mm-hmm. or you're like eating something crunchy, like, it, <laughs> like it, it makes me want to like end myself. Like mm-hmm. I cannot handle it. That's uh, see, I didn't even think of it until you said the crunchy thing. But I'm thinking about people in the movie theater, just like munching. <laughs> it's yeah, like, like, are you for real eating right now yeah, during like, this part? Even if you're chewing Love with your that. mouth closed, you could still like hear the like crunch or the squish or the rip I, I just I don't like people eating <laughs> but I love to feed people so oh, it's, yeah. it's horrible here take this food and get the fuck out yeah. of here and eat it yeah, go eat it somewhere else and come back and tell me how good it was <laughs> okay what type of music do you prefer and why <laughs> you get weird go ahead and get weird I don't, I don't mind old sad bastard music that sounds about right. Because it's me. Like, that's. I have a constant, like, bass note of sadness going through me. No matter how happy I am or excited I am, it's always tinged with sad. Mm-hmm. So that kind of music is always appealing to me at any given moment. Mm, all right. That's a good answer. Um, spicy? Not spicy? Spicy. Good. Um, what's the hardest time you ever laughed? Again, again, don't dig too deep. Just whatever pops What's in your head. What's her name? What? What's her name? Eating yeah. a cheese sandwich. Oh. <laughs> Talking about the lead singer of Waxahachie eating a non-grilled cheese sandwich. Just she a cheese. Looks, just the fact she looks like she eats cold cheese sandwiches. I don't know why that's so funny, but it's so funny. She's so adorable. Well, that's why. It's such a soft, like, unassuming (laughs) food. It's so gross, though. (laughs) Moving on. (laughs) You have a tipping custom? Uh, Always more than I think they expect. Yeah, I like that. That works. Um, Someone gave you $1,000 right now. What would you do with it? Ooh... Uh, put it in savings for as long as I could. Mm, eh, that works. What uh, if I gave your eighteen-year-old self a thousand dollars? What would she do with it? Oh, 
Go ahead. Go ahead. My 18 year old self, what was I doing? I, my 18 year old self would have bought her boyfriend at the time a lot of heroin and then probably went out and bought herself a lot of candy and makeup. That, that speaks volumes. I love it. It's <laughs> an excellent answer. You have a favorite vegetable? Potato. Mm hmm. I knew that was coming. <laughs> Where do you see yourself in 10 years? Mm. I'd like to be an artist, I'd like to be doing something artistic within 10 years' time that actually makes me money. Okay. And That's... be like, Financially comfortable, not rich, but comfortable. Comfortable is a nice goal. I think yeah. we all kind of want to like, be comfortable. To, to not count change, mm -hmm. to buy anything. Yeah, like, exactly. Um, I know you don't drink anymore, but uh, do you have a cocktail preference when you were drinking? Whiskey and ginger ale. Double whiskey and ginger ale, no matter <laughs> where I was ordering it. If it was my first time at that place, a double whiskey and ginger ale. Mm-hmm. What's something you'd wish you'd learned earlier? That taking care of your body is really important. Like self-care and like self-preservation is way more important than you ever believe until the things that you did catch up to you. Mm. And you can't do anything about them at that point. <laughs> you, you've done the damage. For like my younger self to believe when an older person said to me, oh, don't do that, or, oh, you should wear this kind of shoe, and you're like, get the fuck out of my face. <laughs> yeah, I wish I would have listened to that. Like, mm -hmm. Okay, that's good advice. Definitely good advice. What kind of toothpaste do you use? Sensodyne. Okay. Is there anything you'd change about yourself? Just mm. you can snap your fingers and it'd be different. My addictive personality. Okay. That's a good answer. Let's see. Do you have any, like, sleeping rituals? Like, what do you do before bed? How do you get to sleep? Uh, before bed, I brush my teeth. I wipe my makeup off. Um, and... I, never, that's pretty, I don't have much of a routine anymore, um, but I'll get into like ruts of like doing like the same thing for a long time. Like mm -hmm. recently when I go to bed at night, I'll put on It's Such a Beautiful Day on repeat. Yeah. So it's on when I go to sleep and it's on when I wake up and it's been playing the whole time I've been asleep. <laughs> All right. So that's it. I don't know. It's it's like a comforting thing. No, I like it. Um, it's like a teenage celebrity crush. Ooh. <laughs> Go ahead. Oh, Spill. Geez. Let's hear it. I know there's a whole bunch in there. Yeah. Dude, that My head just flooded with all kinds of weird, handsome men. Mm -hmm. <laughs> let's, let's have it. As a teenager? Young person, like, teenager. I don't know. Um, Formidable years. I think, like, the weirdest one that, like, is still, like, 
going pretty strong the lead singer of soul asylum what yeah all right yeah all right i said that thinking i knew what he looked like and i i can't conjure up what he looks like yeah he's like okay he still does it for me and that was like a weird teenage <laughs> thing yeah it's very very time specific yeah Soul yeah like the 90s like that like he really stuck in there uh -huh. like i met him a few years ago uh -huh. so that kind of like oh yeah reignited that like <laughs> <laughs> that'll do it um all right we'll wrap it up this one um if you could do anything what would you do like for a living Oh, I would write and illustrate children's books. That's great. You should do that. Yeah, trying. <laughs> All right. That was awesome. Thanks for doing the show. Yep.